0: Hello, and welcome to Books by Old Dead Guys. This is episode number 24, and I'm David. <laughs> and I'm Scott. And we're both laughing because this is our second time introing this, yeah. uh, this episode. You will never hear the first one. You will That might be for the best. Probably a good thing. The talkative guy tried to talk first. <laughs> <laughs> but we are continuing on. We are finishing up uh, the... Uh, first section of the second chapter of the book called Reformed Pastor by Richard Baxter. That is a mouth, Man, that's a lot of words. But uh, we're finishing up talking. Baxter's been talking about these last few uh, podcasts, talking about uh, church discipline. And So this past episode, we were just talking about the importance of praying for those who are in the midst of church discipline and talking about the goal of church discipline not being to exclude someone from the body, but being to see them restored to the body. That's Mm -hmm. that's what we're after. We're not after uh, seeing someone put out of the church. We're after the church coming around them and and seeing repentance and forgiveness and love. Um, But it's hard work, brother. It is hard work. It's hard work. Yep. And so we're going to be continuing, finishing up talking about uh, church discipline, Uh, And so, brother, uh, if you don't have anything to add, take it away. I don't. We are on point five, underneath
1: point whatever, underneath point whatever, in chapter two. We're in there. Yeah, we're somewhere in there. We're, We're almost at the end, right before the manner of this oversight. So we'll finish this little section up today. Here we go. The last part of discipline is the excluding from the communion of the church those who After sufficient trial, remain impenitent. Exclusion from church communion, commonly called excommunication, is of diverse sorts or degrees, which are not to be confounded. But that which is most commonly to be practiced amongst us is only to remove an impenitent sinner from our communion till it shall please the Lord to give him repentance. In this exclusion or removal, the minister or governors of the church are authoritatively to charge the people. In the name of the Lord, to have no communion with him, but to pronounce him one whose communion the church is bound to avoid, and it is the people's duty carefully to avoid him, provided the pastor's charge contradict not the word of God. Nevertheless, we must pray for the repentance and restoration even of the excommunicated. And if God shall give them repentance, we must gladly receive them again into the communion of the church. Where would we were but so far faithful in the practice of this discipline, as we are satisfied both of the matter and manner of it, and did not dispraise and reproach it by our negligence while we write and plead for it with the highest commendations. It is worthy of our consideration who is like to have the heavier charge about this matter at the bar of God, whether those who have reproached and hindered it disciplined by their tongues because they knew not its nature and necessity, or we who have so vilified it by our constant omission, while with our tongues we have magnified it. (coughs) Excuse me. If hypocrisy be no sin, or if the knowledge of our master's will by no aggravation of disobedience, then we may be in a better case than they. But if these be great evils, we must be much worse than the very persons whom we so loudly condemn. I will not advise the zealous maintainers and obstinate neglecters of discipline to unsay all that they have said till they are ready to do as they say, nor to recant their deferences of discipline till they mean to practice, it, nor to burn all the books which they have written for it and all the records of their cost and hazards for it, lest they rise up in judgment against them to their confusion. But I would persuade them. Without any more delay to conform their practice to these testimonies which they have given, lest the more they are proved to have commended discipline, the more they are proved to have condemned themselves for neglecting it. It hath somewhat amazed me to hear some that I look for reverend godly divines reproach as a sect the sacramentarians than disciplinarians. And when I desired to know whom they meant, they told me that they meant them that will not give the sacrament to all the parish and then that will make distinctions by their discipline. I had thought the tempter had attained a great victory if he had got but one godly pastor of a church to neglect discipline, as well as if he had got them to neglect preaching, much more if he had got them to approve of that neglect. But it seems that he hath got some to scorn at the performers of the duty which they neglect. Sure I am, if it were well understood how much of the pastoral authority and work consisteth in church guidance it would also be discerned that to be against discipline is near to being against the ministry. And to be against the ministry is near to being absolutely against the church. And to be against the church is near to being absolutely against Christ. Blame not the harshness of the inference, till you can avoid it and free yourselves from the charge of it before
0: the Lord. Mm. Yeah, so this last part. Baxter is saying, man, at the end, if, if they are not repentant, they must be excluded. They must be excommunicated. Yep. And he talks about the importance of the church following through on that excommunication, the church being involved uh, in excommunicating that person. You yep. know, that it's not just something that's simply stated by the leadership of the church, but it's something that's followed through on right. by the members of the congregation. Right. And so, and then he he goes on to, you know, kind of, uh, poke at, so to speak, those who, uh, (laughs) those who say things or write things in favor of church discipline and yet neglect to actually do the work of church discipline, Mm -hmm. which apparently was um, rather common in those
1: days. It was, it was, it was a, it was a common regular practice. I was, I was thinking to myself as I was reading, when Baxter says, "I thought the tempter would attain a great victory if he had got but one godly pastor of the church to neglect discipline." Man, he'd be shocked. <laughs> he if,
0: would. He would be very
1: shocked. You could drop him into twenty twenty three. Um, he wouldn't like what he sees.
0: No, that's for sure. No. Hmm. No, because I mean, now I, I don't see many people who write in favor of church discipline and then neglect it. Right. I just, I don't see very many people mm-hmm. writing or talking about church discipline at all. No, no, it's it's not a popular
1: conversation. I think, I feel like, at least my experience was, I think you still learn about it in seminary. Mm-hmm. I think you still hear of some churches, like vaguely, who do it and practice it. But I don't know many folks who have seen it, and if they've seen it, I don't know that they've seen it done well, I had the privilege of watching the church that really discipled me walk through this process and and do it beautifully and I learned a great deal from that um, but I had never even heard of it honestly prior to mm. attending church there it was just not something that was on my radar. you know it was not something I'm like, wait, you do what you you exclude people? Wait, I thought the church is for everybody which mm is the thing that the culture says now, right? Like the one thing every church, not every church, but one thing many churches aspire to be is a church for everybody. Well, if you're a church for everybody, then who who can you exclude? And the answer is nobody. nobody. And yet the the very nature of the kingdom of God is not just one of inclusion. Mm -hmm. It's one of sheep and goats of, you know, of, of sons and rebels of those who are in the kingdom and those who are, outside the kingdom the very nature of the church is that it is a set apart people, people. Mm-hmm. and the message that commute that that excommunication as he says it which i think is fascinating i love that he leans on the the nature of that phrase excommunication as the withdrawal of communion together mm-hmm. right yeah. like that, that that's what it means it means you you are not as john would say they were not you know they were not of, you know they were not of us, and so they are not with us. How how do they go of us?
0: From they us? went out from us because, because they, they were, were not of, us. of
1: that's, us. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That that's that is the nature. That's what we're. That's what the church is saying through the process, which is why it's not a fast process, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, you 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 never should err on the side of doing it too fast, and you can rarely err on the side of doing it too slow. The issue is, are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you walking through that process? Are you making those appeals? And if you, you know, we've, we've now, what, four podcasts oh, into yeah. Baxter talking about this? That yes. means he's devoted many pages and many words to you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then you pray this, and then you encourage the church in this, and then you exhort the people in this. And then, and only then, after having done this, and it's almost yeah. like you do one, then two, then three, then four And then you go back and you do one, then two, then three, then four, and you go back and you do one. You know, it's, it's this over and over nature of things because we are called to be patient because the Lord does not quench the smoldering flax and he doesn't break the bruised reed. And we want to see repentance, but when you don't over a protracted period of time, the church has to act. Its decision to not act is a decision. To act, And that's where he said, you know, to to neglect this, to neglect this, splendor, to neglect the church, to neglect the church is, is close, dangerously close to neglecting Christ. And man, that's a, it's a sobering statement. And one that, interestingly enough, he has not made anything that close to that serious in this book so far that I can remember reading. He said some pretty heavy things. He's,
0: he's made some punches, but. But that's a heavy punch. That's a heavy punch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So so I'm just looking back over this whole section. It's probably we've got a few minutes left as we're thinking about this. You've got this the, the idea of the oversight of the flock, right? Is is really the content of all of chapter two. The nature of that oversight is what we're after. What is who who is it who is it that we're that we're chasing after, right? So he starts with, you know, hey, we've got a we've got to have its own every church should have its own pastor, mm-hmm. right? That that guy should know his people right you should you should be able to do that. If you got to split that responsibility with another person and duly compensate them, then it's worth the financial sacrifice to be sure that all the sheep are taken care of. You go then to to you know from that to the type of, of people that those that, that pastor or pastors, should take care of. You've got the, the conversion of the unconverted, right? You've got evangelism. You've got to be able to, you know, to to have those people who, who ask, what must I do to be saved? you able to give a reason for your faith. Then those who are already truly converted is where he starts to turn his attention. Um, people who are of small proficiency or strength was the first one. Folks who are kind of weak in their faith. Those who have some sort of uh, a particular malady of sin that keeps them from growth. Uh, declining christians people who are moving away from the cross they need our attention right the people who are spiritually strong need our attention so they may be more equipped for the work of service and then you know finally those who are are straying and that's kind of where we land the plane is those people but ultimately what Baxter is saying is there's almost no one i mean i can't think of a group that he excluded that does not need the care of a pastor yeah you know the hardest part about pastoral ministry is it's not everybody that needs care from the pastor, wants care from the pastor,
0: uh-huh.
1: or knows that they need care from the pastor,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and, and yet we're still called to go to those people. You know, why? Because that is the very nature of even the gospel, right? That, I mean, what did we know about our need for Christ until Christ had opened our eyes and hearts and revealed to us our need for him? And the answer is we didn't know nothing. We shook our fist at God, but that was it. And so, so it's a good reminder, you know it's it's a hard work, and I probably I feel like we should end about every third or fourth one if not everyone with saying, "This is why you pray, yes, for your pastors, yes, boy, we need you to pray for us daily, maybe more than that would be awesome, Yes, it's a hard work, and we love to do it. We're called to do it. We feel that it's a sweet responsibility, but man, it is a responsibility and and especially the way he ends this chapter. You know, to lead the church well in those times are the hardest things I think uh, about ministry. So, so a, a kind of a kind of a sobering way to land the plane, if you will, in this. But next we get to okay, you know. So the next section is the manner of this oversight. So it's what we'll pick up on next time. But ultimately, the question is, okay, we get it. We're supposed to do this now.
0: How? How do we do it? How do we do this, Baxter?
1: What's well, good that you asked that question. Because on the next episode
0: <laughs> of, of books, books by, by old dead, dead guys, guys, Richard Baxter is going to answer that question for mm. us. I think he's going to begin to answer that question. I feel like maybe you're right. n- maybe not answer it in full. I it think in there's a almost, single podcast, there's almost no chance he's going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a few podcasts
1: answering mm. that question. But yeah. but again, thank you so much for listening today and for uh, for sharing this with others. Uh, we we appreciate you. We appreciate the time that we get to to read this book together with you and hope that the Lord blesses you in the week and
0: you will hear from us again, Lord willing, uh, in a week. Goodbye.